Garfield Japan. What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of God Fades Japan. I'm your host, Johnny. Go for it, Tom. Are you going to be all right there, man? You crack me up, you goofy bitch. so funny. <laughs> nothing, nothing. If you don't know, you don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm Johnny. <laughs> uh, all right, Tom, what's your name? I'm down Tokyo. What is so fucking goddamn funny, dude? Yeah, no, you didn't. Would catch you fucking up. slip in that drinky, drinky mate? Uh, no, no, no. I'm I'm drinking a really great drink. I'm drinking a Bowmore, established in 1779 from the Isle Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, aged 12 years. Oh God. Uh, Pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna drink whiskey, you gotta drink good whiskey. Okay, uh, yeah. As you find folks know, Guy Fitted Japan is about two dudes booze. Japan in the news. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tom, what episode is this? Ooh. Five thirty. Five hundred and thirty. That is right. Five hundred and thirty. Oh man. Let's see. So what have I been up to this last week? I've been going on a lot of midnight runs, which means I've been riding my bike to the west side of Tokyo to pick up beer from our sponsor, Mitsuya, because they have over 300 different kinds of beers. And it's good exercise. It's a great selection. And it's great fun drinking these delicious beers. I drank uh, one of Iron Maiden's new beers, and I drank um, a chocolate stout. I think it's by uh, Rogue. I think it's a Rogue beer. Can't remember. I got kind of fucked up. But anyway, yeah, great beers. Tommy, what have you been up to, man? Mm-mm-mm. Major Tom. Ground control to Major yeah, Tom. I'm here, man. So what you been up to? I, I'm here. You cut out for a second. Sorry, my bad. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, I don't feel bad. It's, you don't have to apologize for fucking Skype. It's just shite connection. Uh, was yes, there? I do uh, agree. Yeah, I saw like uh, when I was when, when I was watching it my kid, I saw like these uh, this program on the news, and they're interviewing like professional golfers in Japan, and like basically these guys are so fucking bored because they're stuck inside from the pandemic and they can't golf, so they've set up like all these mini golf courses inside their apartment. Whoa! So it's pretty rad. That is pretty. It's pretty dope, man. Because like, so this like this one dude like they had, they had like a they, well, they all had some really cool trick shots, but this one guy like. Goes like, yeah, watch this. So he takes, he, he puts down two ping pongs and like, okay, behind him he's got a hole and like on, on his head he's got like a baseball cap with like a fucking regular cup taped to the bill of it. Mm-hmm. So he just whacks the balls. And so one ball, like the first ball goes shooting up like straight up. The other ball just like hits 
hits the was the wall and then you know fucking bounces back and like you know lands in the hole and as it lands in the hole right then he just bows and the fucking other ball like in the air just fucking drops right into the cup oh. I, was watching, I was like i know i was watching i was like okay that's fucking cool i don't care if it, if it if even if it took him like a thousand tries to get that that's still fucking cool dude that's like a golf like skateboard video <laughs> Yeah. You know, they get some punk rock music playing in the background and shit. And these guys are doing all these like trick shots or whatever. That's pretty fucking dope, man. That's something Steve-O would do. I think actually yeah. Steve-O did do something like that. He didn't he have like a skateboard park inside his apartment. And I think he crashed through his wall and like landed in his neighbor's room or something. I don't know. Yeah, man. Uh, that, but that's pretty amazing. That's very much sounds like something Steve-O would do. Mm. Yeah. So I did that. And then um, what else? Ah, oh, yeah, dude. Like, uh, so my son's get like, my son's kind of a fucking handful and like, yeah, he's a cruiser. Remember he's cruising the yeah, streets a, of Tokyo. He's a, <laughs> he's a cruiser. But nah, today, dude, like yesterday he tried to drink my fucking beer. I shit you not. Uh, wait, did you have it in a bottle? Is that how you're drinking your beers when I'm not with you? <laughs> it tastes better this way. <laughs> no way, dude. No, 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 Bottle beer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. That'd be weird. But uh, nah, man, because like I, I was just like I set my beer down and like he's strapped into his fucking chair and like I'm just sitting there because like my, my, my wife's doing all, all, all other stuff. So like I'm just fucking chilling watching him. So she's off doing other fucking stuff and he keeps staring at the beer. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that's cool, man. Beers are cool, but you can't have it yet. And then like, I, you know, I'm, I'm just like checking my phone. And then I look back and he's just like Ugh! Trying to get that fucker, and he's like really fucking trying. I thought the chair was gonna tip over because he's rocking it. Mm. I'm like Jesus, want that beer? You know they say the apple does not fall far from the tree. You know, like yeah, that's absolutely true. Because you know what else? Because like I'm pretty sure I still have this photo too. I'll show it to you sometime. I don't think I don't think it's open, but I, I've got it fucking tilted up, and I'm trying to drink. And I think it's like a Coors Light too, or some shit. Wait, wait. So uh, yeah, I, you broke up a bit. So basically, you're saying there's a photo of you drinking two beers. You're double fisting as a baby. No, 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 no. Like there's a photo of me when I was like a kid, like probably about the same age as Dan is not right now. Where, like, my aunt's holding me, and, like, I'm still a fucking baby, but I've got a beer, an actual can of Coors Light, and I'm, I'm not, you know, in, I'm, she's holding me, and I'm just tipped back, and I'm just, like, trying to chug it. I'm pretty sure it doesn't actually open, but still, man, that, that is, like, a real photo I have. I'll show it to you sometime. Oh, no, you don't have to do that, man, because I've seen them all. In the 70s and early 80s, that was kind of a fad where parents actually put beers in their kids' hands as if they were drinking the beers or holding the beers and stuff. Like, my parents did for me. My my cousin, he's got a photo of something like that. I mean, yeah, that was like kind of a fad way back in the day. So there's like a whole generation of like delinquents where their degenerate parents had them like holding beers or sipping beers or something, and they took a photo because they thought it was funny. Now, you can't do that these days. I mean, you do th that these days, and fucking <laughs> somebody's going to take away your kid. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even, even if you did it as a joke, like I just say it was an empty beer can that you'd washed out and sanitized, you see, they'd still fucking call child protective services on you for sure. Oh, God. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Probably uh, not in Japan, though. I think, for, you know, when it comes to alcohol, Japan has such a better sense of humor than they do in America. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I want to say they have like a better sense of humor. I just. I think they have tolerance. I, I think they have a lot more tolerance for shit. Than okay. We do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. They have a lot more tolerance because I've been at. I've been to Izakaya's with my friends and then their kids and then they're drinking. You know. And then they're they're talking to the kid. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, my kid wants to try this beer. So they give their their beer to their kid that's like maybe like twelve years old or something. And I'm like whoa, there's a part of me that think that's uh, really kind of questionable, <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's more tolerable here. I guess that's a better way to put it, yeah. I mean, shit, dude. At, at one of my venues, one of my friends came in with her daughter, who was, like, what, 16 years old, and her kid was drinking. And I was just like, well, your kid's 16, you're letting her drink? She's like, well, you know, she doesn't have school tomorrow and this and that. And I'm just like, whoa, that would never happen in the States. <laughs> well, maybe it does happen. Probably in Texas. <laughs> Just kidding, Texas. I, you, we you love you guys. Rem- <laughs> yeah. You know what the fucking reminds second. me of the is... The first uh, time I got wasted, I was 12 years old, and my dad got me wasted. Then again, that was oh, a no different shit. time. It did, yeah, oh, yeah, it was during a Christmas, a family Christmas party. I told you about that, right? Oh, I think you did. I believe you did. I must have. Yeah. You must have been fucking faded and shit, because fucking... It's like this Christmas party, and like my whole mom's side of the family was uh, fucking at our house. And for some reason, my dad thought it would be a great idea that I learned how to drink. I think, was I 12? I must have been maybe, maybe 11, 11 or 12. I was fucking young as shit. And anyway, my dad took me to the garage where all the beers and booze was and stuff. And he's like, well, which ones do you want to try? And I didn't know what to try. So I was just grabbing shit. I was grabbing beers. I was grabbing whiskeys and tequilas and bourbon. Well, I don't, I don't even remember what it was and stuff. But I was just grabbing it and shit and trying to force it down because I thought that was like the cool thing to do. And I got fucking just completely wasted, ran inside, and I fucking like ran into the refrigerator and I fell over and I passed down. I think one of my aunts or somebody like tried to like help me up. And she's like, I think he's been drinking. And I was fucking wasted, dude. I puked all over my bedroom fo- carpet and shit. And I think that's right before my parents got a divorce. <laughs> oh, <No> shit. <laughs> that wasn't the only reason, but yeah, it's probably one of them. I, I think when when I think when my parents let me drink, I was like way younger than that. But like, oh, dude, I, I was a kid, so I had my first sip of beer, and I was like, that's disgusting. How do you drink that stuff? So no, I did not get wasted. I'll say with whiskey. I think I had whiskey when I was young. Dude, and I was really? like, yeah, I had, I had like one little sip, and I'm like, ah, fuck that shit. So yeah, I stayed I stayed away from it for quite some time. But yep. I like it now. Oh, yeah, of course you like it now. But, you know, these days they got all these different kind of beers and stuff. They got, like, as I said, I had a chocolate stout. And this chocolate stout was incredible, dude. It tasted like a chocolate shake, dude. It was so creamy and chocolatey. It was fantastic. And I'm not one for, like, flavored beers, but this what's, beer was what's, just incredible. What's, what's the name of it? I think, uh, I think I've heard of that one. Oh, there's a what's, lot of chocolate stouts. Where's my goddamn phone? I got it there. I took a photo of it. I was going to put it on the... Uh, Show notes. Here we go. And dun, 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 dun. Oh, it was a rogue. Okay. It's a rogue chocolate stout nitro. Ooh, oh, I, have, I, I did have, I did have that shit? one. Have you seen yeah. this shit? I've had it before. It's good. I like that one. Can you see it? Yeah, no, no, no. But you, you said like rogue chocolate stout. I've had that one before. It's quite good. It's incredible. It's incredible. If I was like a 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5-year-old kid, I would love this. <laughs> what percentage is this shit? Uh, did I take a photo? I'm going to go with... 
I'm going to say it's 8%. I don't know, though, but it, it was pretty – it was a good heavy. quality beer. Faders, if you can get your hands on that Rogue, man, they know what they're doing. Those guys, they can do no wrong, man. When they're making beers, dude, they fucking got that shit covered. They got that shit covered. Ugh. Yeah, man, that's fucking a good time. Mm. Oh, I will. I will bring when next time I go back to Chicago. I will bring you some more of that fucking peanut butter ale we had last time. That was fucking I good. I love the peanut butter ale, dude. Oh my god, that shit was great too. Which uh, company um, made that one? Fuck, no, no, I don't. I don't even remember, and I should because it's in my fucking local area. It's like the brewery is like only like a twenty minute drive from my house. Okay. I should know this, but I, I don't remember. Sorry. All right, let me just Googleize this shit. But uh, anyway, peanut butter cup. Well, Big while you do brain. that, before you do that, like I could talk about my boring ass job as a security guard, but, but I won't. Boring. Unless you caught somebody, did you beat up some kids? Did you get bitten by no, a dog? Dude, dude I'm, t- I'm straight did up. You I'm a fucking. Cat? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, like I have to stand around and say, "Oh, there's construction over there. Please be careful and answer like basic questions." Wait, what like, kind of questions? Like yes, I'm single. I mean, well, kind no, I'm not. I'm married. Oh uh, no, I got like I got no, I got like people that no, fucking girls like a dude in a uniform. Yeah, one of two things happens when I talk to people. I, I'll say something. They'll either fucking ignore me or they'll just they're, they're pretty polite about it. Like one or two things. But uh, nah, because like I got people going, can I drive my car down to this this road? And like, no, can you not see it is blocked off by construction? No, you may not. But but I need to get, like make a delivery. It's like. Fucking stupid people, man. Do you speak to them in English or Japanese? Obviously Japanese. Oh, and another, like, dickhead, like... So, like, this is, like, right in the morning when I start my fucking shift. Like, so, like, fucking, like, the guy in charge of it, you know, just gives him his stuff. And he, 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 like, hands me a sign. He goes, here's a sign. Put the sign up. And uh, basically, yeah, uh, what, what did he say? Like, you know, pe- you know, pedestrians and, and cyclists can come through. But anything with a motor cannot come through. I'm like... That's pretty easy to understand. Thanks. All right. So I'm out there and I'm not even there like fucking like, you know, in my area like by myself. But mind you, for like 15 minutes and some dickhead and moped comes up and I'm like telling him to stop and everything. He just like ignores me and zips on by, gets to the construction site. and They turn him around. Manager comes and talks to me. and goes, did you not understand my directions? I was like, no, I tried to stop him. He just ignored me. Dude, you're going to get fired. (laughs) You got to use a little violence, man. Go old school. You do have a stick. You just like hit him in the helmet. He was on a moped. You just sit by. But anyway, but no, the guy's just like kind of like, yeah, it happens sometimes. Sometimes people are dicks. (laughs) That's a good boss. Hey, sometimes people are dicks. Just go with it. That's pretty much what he said to me, though. Like, as boring as it is, and also, oh, God, I hope this fucking pandemic because it's fucking hot out and i did not want to be doing this in august but uh as oh, boring as this job today. is like again i don't do anything and unfortunately i can't play for my play with my smartphone but it does give me good like you know ideas like sorry time to think of good ideas for shit to do on the show so it's good for the show so everyone all the faders should be happy and you should be happy i'm happy mm. <laughs> i'm happy when skype fucking works uh, I'm just, I'm just happy duty when it fucking works and shit. When this, when Skype fucking conks out or when the microphone falls apart or some shit. I mean, faders, we're we're barely keeping the shit together. <laughs> we do have a Patreon, by the way. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> mm. 
You know what, Tom? I'll tell you what. Um, I can go, I think, three months on how I'm going right now. And after that, I'm going to be fucked. So I think I'm going to start looking for jobs in two months. And I want to be something that I've always wanted to be, but I just never had the balls to do it. But I think I can do it in this country. Um, No, not a gigolo. Rocker. Oh, punk rocker? You don't get paid to be a punk rocker? Gee, are you crazy? <clears throat> no, man. Join a band? Join a band? God, dude. That's losing money, especially these days. Um, No, man. I'm thinking about being a repo man. <laughs> there you go. Dude, think about this, man. Being a repo man, all you do is you break into cars, you take them, and you're technically stealing, but you're – well. Technically, you're not stealing, but you kind of are, right? So you got that rush. But in the States, you're repossessing it. But, you know, all right, well, it depends on, you know, what side of the coin you're on. You know, I mean, you're on the side of the law, you're repossessing it, but to everybody else, you're actually stealing it, right? But the thing is, man, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was Repo Man with Emilio Estevez. That was such a great movie, dude, from beginning to end. Oh, my God. It was, you've seen the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw it like fuck a long time ago. Would it would have still been in high school or some shit? Oh my god, I watched it almost every day when I was in college, man. I was staying at this fucking this fucking haunted ex horror house in Patrol Hill, and um, Wait, did you see horror house or horror house? Uh, it was a little bit of both. It was like this fucking shanty that <clears throat> was uh, right by the piers and the docks and shit in Patrol Hill way back in I uh, was in ninety nine ninety eight, and um, anyway. Like me and my roommates, we had this one TV. It was like one of those TVs that had a VHS thing at the bottom, like a VHS player. So it's like a combo VHS player TV, right? We only had one fucking VHS tape, which was da 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 Repo Man. So fucking, we watched Repo Man all the time, dude. Fucking, it was to the point where like we knew all the words, dude. Let's go do some <laughs> crimes. Oh my god, the punk rock girl in that movie was so hot. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Punk Rock Girls, uh, which is also a song by the Dead Milkmen. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, speak, so speaking of which, though, I actually feel like you're probably going to like this. I had a lot of fucking time to come up with ideas for the show. And, oh, again, apologies. Broke up, I'm broke not up, doing the fucking up. Rewind, no. rewind. Go back like 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> so like, if you like fucking repo stuff, then you're going to fucking like this because I'm going to do some Japanese folk heroes. We get fucking ninja in here all Wait. up in this. this. Yeah, we got folk heroes from old timey Japan. Wait, 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 what is, wait, so we're not doing stories today? No, we are not. We're not doing stories? Faders, we have a special episode. Oh, man. Tom, are you going to tell us a story again? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to tell, tell you two stories. Oh, wow. You know, it is my bedtime. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. It's not my bedtime. <clears throat> nah, I mean, the thing being, and I do apologize, like, I'm working. Okay, I, I said, like, I, I keep, like, hinting at it. It's going to be a big, epic thing. I keep hinting at that I'm going to do the last segment of the true crime series. But it's it's not, I'm, I'm back, I'm, I'm fucking working full time. And I just, I've not had time to finish that. But what what I do have time for is a couple of stories for some folk heroes of so the uh, ninja variety. A folk ninja heroes. folk hero. I know I know some samurai folk heroes, like Miyamoto oh. Musashi. Miyamoto Musashi. Well, yeah, he isn't technically a samurai. 
running. But yeah, he, he's a badass. I quite like him too. I should, I should do an episode of him. He's he's fucking cool. Yeah, he's like kind of him. like a rogue samurai. He's a samurai yeah. for hire. No, he, he wasn't. He wasn't even. No, he wasn't even a samurai for hire. He just like he was. He was from a. He was an orphan from a shit poor family, and one day just like picked up a fucking sword and was like, "I want to be a fucking warrior, great and powerful warrior," and just kicked ass. No, that's true. No, no, I read a book on him, and uh, yeah, there's a lot. Well, the thing is, the thing is about uh, Musashi, we don't know shit about him. All we know is just rumors and myths. The only things we actually do know about him is the the battles that he fought in. Because when you fought in a battle, you actually had to write your name and your family, your full name, right? So they do know yeah. all the battles that he fought in and the battles that he led. But everything else is just kind of a little bit loose hearsay. But, I mean, I, I like to believe him and stuff. They're kind of cool stories where he, like, fought off, like, a couple of guys with an oar. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree. Like, same thing with him because he's a folk hero because, like, how do you say he's been, like, I don't know, fucking kind of pumped up and inflated. We don't know, like, kind of what's true and what's not. There's, there's just some, like, weird-ass shit they said about him. But, like, I think I think what was true is, like, I think his first confirmed kill, like, when he was, was like, 13. Yeah, that's this true. Dude just, this powerful warrior just kind of rocks up to the village and he goes, I am training to be a great and powerful warrior. And I'm going from village to village to challenge the strongest fighter. Who is the strongest fighter in this village? <laughs> Musashi, when he's like fucking 13, just walks up to him and he goes, I'll fight you. And he's like, yeah, get out of here, kid. He's like, no, seriously, I'll fight you. Just grab the street sign and bash the guy's skull in. <laughs> this is because some dude with fucking full fucking armor and, and swords and he fucking killed him with the street sign. All right, that's a combination yeah, of three stories put into one. The way I understood it was he went to a samurai school to like study the way of the samurai, but he was too like young and small. So... One of like the big guys in the school was like, "All right, you know what? You can't join, but if you want, if you you battle me and uh, you win, uh, you can join the school." And Musashi wound up killing him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Did you ever read the book of the Five Rings? Yes, I did. It's very good. I read it. Would have been a long time ago, maybe fifteen years ago. I don't know if it's good. Some parts are good, but anyway. All right, all right. Fucking, you know, Musashi. It's, it, it's it's not for everybody, but like yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to be a samurai, it's a pretty good book to read. But uh, all right, we should just do an episode on Masashi later, okay? But you good. got ninja folk heroes. Yeah, ninja folk heroes. Got should we two play of- like some country music right now or something in the background, like some country folk music? Then and then and then and then and then we got some Japanese banjos rocking. Folk music, like how to say like the the, the flutes that. The sneak. You know, you know what I'm talking about when you see those fucking like samurai movies, the ninja movies, the the music they play when they're sneaking around. It's kind oh, of like Revenge of the Ninja. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll try to dig up. Oh, hopefully, it's not copyrighted, but it probably is. The soundtrack to uh, American Ninja. No, 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 not American Ninja. Let's do Revenge of the Ninja. Or how about Ninja? Was it Ninja Night? I, 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 I bet if you search around, you can probably find some like low-key like freeware stuff, like free to download. But anyway, yeah. So we got two coming at you. So this is uh, welcome to part one of our very first try of Double Barrel of Japanese Folk Heroes. And this might be, oh, this might be, the, no, it's not going to be the only one. I'll do, I'll do at least one more. This one's another Double ba- Barrel for your listening pleasure. Okay, here we go. K-k-k. Okay, this is, okay, okay, this article is about, okay, we actually, uh, here we go. 
article by Joseph Sinclair and Nottinghamian, in, who live, currently lives in Saitama, Japan. So this guy's from uh, Nottingham. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So you're actually reading somebody's report? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Definitely cite them. Give them credit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, 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 no, no, yeah. That, that's how I roll. Uh, I'm going to add a few things in that I found from other research, but this is uh, this guy. This is probably the best article I find. So I didn't I didn't have a ton of time, but anyway, whatever. Hey, Japan has its very own Robin Hood character who is thought to have stolen from the rich and given to the poor. His name was Jiro Kichi, the Rats, alias Nezumi Kozo, which translates into in, into English as the Rat Kid. He lived in Edo. Okay, now Tokyo, at the beginning of the 19th century, some 500 years after Robin Hood is thought to have been stalking the forests of Sherwood. By day, Nezumi Kozo was a common laborer and part-time volunteer in the local fire brigade, but he lived a mysterious double life. By night, he was Japan's okay. feudal lords and their samurai warriors. Wait, wait, repeat. Go back yeah. five seconds. Uh, by night, he was Japan's most prolific... Uh, by, night, by night, he was Japan's most prolific thief ever, carrying out daring robberies from estates of the Tokyo's feudal lords and their samurai warriors. Huh. Some say he was a very small man with rat-like features. Others say he broke into the wealthy estates through the roof, creeping in, the, in through the attic like a rat, dropping down to the house at night, night undetected. Others say that he actually carried around a bag of rats and let them loose on, on the households to act as a distraction. But perhaps the best explanation of his name was that he always carried a bag of rats with him. When he entered the wealthy mansions, he would let the rats loose, deceiving any wakened sleepers that they were just hearing the sound of scurrying rats. In 1832, at the age of 36, Nizumi Kozo was caught by a passing police officer as he left the scene of another crime. Ten years earlier, he had been caught and tattooed with a stripe across his arm and and banished from Edo. There were no second chances. He was bound to a horse and paraded before a large crowd and then beheaded. His head was then displayed on a stake throughout the city. Before his death, he admitted to the burglary of almost 100 samurai estates. At, at a time when one ryo could support an ordinary family for a year... And the theft of Tenryo could earn a death sentence. Nezumi Kozo claimed that over a period of 15 years, he had stolen in excess of 30,000 ryo. Holy shit. So Rat Boy was stealing from the rich samurai and then giving to the poor peasants. Well, yes, that, that's what the folks folk tell, tell us. Um, actually, I disagree with this because my re research says different. Um, one ryo was equal to four koku, which was about, how do you say... It was basically enough rice to fill, feed a grown man for th one year, so about 330 pounds. That's what my other research turned up. Uh, did, are you familiar with these uh, Rio coins? Uh, nope. Um, they look fucking rad as hell because they're not coins. They're almost kind of like credit card shaped and they're kind of square. But uh, they are 16 grams of pure gold. And they, oh. look, they look cool as fucking hell. So this is way Dude, back in the day when they're actually using gold as currency. Yeah, they're using gold gold. This is straight up gold. I believe I believe they were about 16 grams. Um, dude, do yourself a favor. Look them up. Check them out. You as an artist will appreciate it. They look rad as how. It's R-Y-O. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. We'll do. You know, because of this whole fucking pandemic and how fucking currencies, like the value of currencies are all dropping, do you think we're all going to start using gold again? I hope so, because I got a couple of bricks of silver sitting in my closet right now. Ooh, good to know. Faders. <laughs> Faders, if you're a rat boy out there, you know where to go. <laughs> Tom's got silver. <laughs> okay, don't, don't tell me I'm the only one. I know you got some fucking precious metals that you invested in. As yeah, well. they're, uh, they're in my pants. They're called my balls. Balls. Well, you know, yeah, you know, I got two nuggets, man. Two nuggets of solid gold rocking every time I leave my place, man. You can hear that ching, ching, ching all the way down the street, man. Solid gold nuggets. Well, that, in Japanese, that is literally, literally what they call testicles. They call them kintama, which means golden balls. You got that. All right, cool. All right, Tommy, you passed my test. Holy shit. What are you drinking? Are you drinking? Man, I'm fucking I'm drink, rocking yeah, same, this whiskey. Same, Blue Boys, as Blue usual. Boys. Yeah, you're so predictable. So, all right, so basically, Rap Boy was like this professional thief, right? And he stole yeah. from Samurai. You know what? Well, this guy's kind of a fucking moron, because if you're going to steal from somebody, don't steal from somebody who's a professional killer. Because if they wake up, if the rats actually wake them up, they're going to fucking be like, oh, what the fuck is this? Rats. Oh, no, Rap Boy's here. And then they're going to fucking, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to reach for their fucking katana, and they're going to fucking be swinging that shit like a fucking, like, I don't know, a buzzsaw, dude. And so fucking if they catch Rat Boy, dude, Rat Boy, um, mm, he's going to wind up, uh, um, I don't know. I've got nothing to say, but he's going to wind up dead as shit. <laughs> I was trying to find uh, something creative to say, like dead rat. Look at dead rat in the street. I don't know. I probably should have watched like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something before we did this episode because Shredder, he always had something funny to say, you know, to about like about Shredder, uh, no, the yeah, rat. he had the fucking worst like no, Shredder had the fucking worst lines. He I'm said, going to "I'm make turtle tonight, soup I today with you turtles." <laughs> what? I no, he would say like tonight I will dine on turtle soup or I'm going to use uh all four of your shells as hubcaps for my new cars. It's like Dude, I'm going even to by prick a, nice a splinter out of my finger with standard. splinter's teeth. I don't know. Fucking, I have no idea. All right, I, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. Standard. But uh, anyway, uh, Swiskey's doing me no favors. So at the time of at the yeah okay here we go let's, let's continue at the time of his arrest, uh, Jirokichi was found to have very little money. This combined with the public humiliation humiliation he had dealt out to the daimyo resulted in the very popular legend that he gave the money to the poor, turning the petty cook into a uh, post-Moses uh, folk hero similar to Robin Hood. The fact that he died alone, serving his wives with divorce papers just prior to his arrest in, arrest in order to protect them from sharing the, in the same punishment that the law decreed further enhances his stature. Oh, what a good guy. So wait, Rap Boy had a wife. Had a so what was her nickname? Rat Girl? Rat Why? Woman? Zoo. Huh? No, no, no. Wives. Wives. Wait, he had a couple of wives? Dude, he's like yeah. rap pimp. <laughs> I know, no shit, right? He's like, man, I got so much gold rail, man. <laughs> I got it in my nutsack and in my pockets. I got the bitches galore. This is rat wife here. I got a couple of rat girls over here. I got a rat girlfriend. I even got a rat hoe. <laughs> How many of you can say that you got a rat hoe? I got a rat hoe, bitch. Rat ho. That's gonna be the title of today's show. Rat ho. 
Do, do you think he had like his own like secret like lair in the fucking sewers where like you know he just had like you know all his fucking sexy wives and sexy kimonos? He had like fucking you know all his stolen gold and just like all these fucking you know shit, just like all rat fucking weird themed. So he's a combination of Scrooge the Duck and fucking the Ninja Turtles. He's like swimming in all that Pretty rat gold and shit in the sewers. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, Corona. Every time you cough, you gotta say, My Corona. There you go. My yeah. Corona. Okay, so uh, what is it? Uh, Jiro Kichi's nickname, Nezumi Kozo, roughly means rat kid. The word Nezumi means rat or mouse, or, and Kozo translates to kid or brat. The term Kozo is somewhat a pejorative term for a young male, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what is it? As a pickpocket, often young boys and girls uh, who entered the profession had nimble fingers, and it has been suggested that he was a well-known pickpocket when he was younger. In actuality, the nickname containing the term Kozo frequently applied to pickpockets, and there were many other instances where it became uh, an epitaph used on other similar criminals. Okay, so it's not original, but he's like the fucking best. Of, he's at the fucking top of his games. So he's the king of the rats. He's the rat king. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Nezumi Kozo had become a legend in his own lifetime, immensely popular with everyday people who were stuck at the bottom of a rigid and oppressive hierarchy. They were delighted to see their despotic, feudal overlords humiliated by a daring thief. In fact, many of the thefts went unreported because... It was such an embarrassment to the samurai and their poor security that they could not talk about it in public. <laughs> so, uh, Saito, where's your golden katana? Uh, I, uh, I, I lost it on a hunting trip in Saitama. <laughs> yeah. We were hunting wild boars. It was a very exciting trip. And, uh, yeah, I lost it. <laughs> That's like, yes. Yeah, so all, all these fucking proud samurai, they fucking open the storage doors up, and the fucking, you know, it's, it's empty. It's been cleaned out of the gold, and then, and when samurai A says to samurai B, "Oh shit, if our lord finds out about this, we're gonna be fucked. We're gonna have to commit seppuku, you know, ritual suicide." And samurai B says, "Then let's just not tell him. Let's just say the rats ate it." Dun dun dun. The rats ate it. Okay, all right, that was kind of good. You know, you had that set up so good, Tom, but then the very end, you dropped the ball. Dude, this is going to be episode dropping the ball. <clears throat> My corona. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even dead yet. But, uh, yeah, so in fact, blah, blah, blah. As, uh, Sam Rarant. Uh Popular stories of Nizumi Kozo spread amongst the people. It came to be believed that he was a master of ninjutsu, the art of making oneself invisible, and that he shared his bounty with the poor. However, there's a but, and there's always a big but. Yeah, he got caught. He got caught by the pigs. <laughs> Pig man got rat man. <laughs> some historians, okay, some historians suggest that there were these are just popular myths. Then that, in fact, he lavished his money on women and gambling. In 1868, brought a uh, political revolution and the downfall of the feudal government. Nezumi Kozomo celebrated in kabuki plays, folk songs, short stories, and films. He remains a symbol of the small man's victory over his oppressors, much like Nottinghamshire's Robin Hood. 
Well, you know what? I think it's overall it's a pretty good story. Even if you spent some of that real gold on like, you know, hookers and booze and a little bit of pachinko or whatnot. Hey, man, I'm sure. I mean, hey, actually, if he did do that, he was giving to the poor. If you think about it. Yeah. Just a second. Like. This dude stole an absolute fucking fortune in his lifetime. (laughs) And he had had wives. I can't find the exact. It's suggested that around this time, time, the time period that he had three wives. I can't find that for sure. So I could be wrong. But like, so, okay. So he's got three wives at home, right? He goes out and steals shit. And then he goes drinking and fucking gambling and whoring and fucking whatever, like, how much pussy does this guy need? I mean, he's a total fucking poon hound. They should probably call him like Rabbit Boy then. <laughs> rabbit Boy, there rabbit you boy. Go. man, this guy fucks like a rabbit. <laughs> he's got pussy all over the city. <laughs> oh my god, dude, having three fucking wives. All right, Tom, let me ask you a question. Now, I'm talking to a man right now that has one wife. Right, Tom, you've got one wife. Yeah. Give me a thumbs up. I do believe you as I do believe you as well. Okay, from what you know, I do. So, okay, is it easy or difficult to have one wife? Dude, that come on, man. That depends entirely on the day. How about you? Mm, ditto. Okay, so do you think having three wives would make your life three times more easy or three times more difficult, or let's just say complicated? For you, you or me, probably di- probably more difficult. But for this guy, nah, dude. I, I bet the I bet the he'd come home like you know to his wives. He'd be all drunk. He'd have like fucking like you know geisha lipstick all over his neck, and they're like, oh, you've been out fucking around with this drinking and partying. And then he just fucking he'd reach into his sack and make it fucking rain. He's like, shut up, rat hole. I've got gold flying. <laughs> I, I'm dropping gold bombs. <laughs> Here? Oh, I'm not gonna go. Not gonna go there. Too offensive. Oh, come oh, on, fuck yeah, it. Yeah. Huh? yeah, dude. So like, yeah, they were they were probably pissed, and then then he just fucking you know just fucking oh just reaches into a bag, you know, drops a couple of these to be owed, and he's like, oh, I seem to have dropped something. <laughs> Imagine that. And they were like, oh yes, master, would you like us to throw you a bath, or would you like the sexy sexy time? Your royal penis is clean, your highness. Yeah. So. Okay, Tom, so that's a yeah. really good story. Yeah. I really loved it. The, the the tale of the Rap Boy King. No, the mm. tale of the Golden Rap Boy King. I, I think it's good. I think it's a good story. Okay, so that's folk story number one. What is yeah. folk story number two? Please say it takes, it takes place in the 80s. Okay, so uh, there's an eight in the number somewhere. Oh, 1800s? Actually, there's a, couple, a lot of eights. Uh, no, uh, 1500s, but there's eights in there. Actually, like, I'll, I'll tell you what, back up. I will do at least one more of these segments because, like, I was when I was do- originally doing this, I was thinking about the previous guy, uh, Nizimu Kozo, the rat boy earlier. I was like, I read an article, I was like, hmm, Japanese Robin Hood, he'd be pretty cool. And then I had another guy in mind for the second story as a, as a massive, awesome folk hero. It would be the first gaijin to actually become a samurai. But oh, it was a I black actually... dude, wasn't it? It's was a dude from Africa. Yes, yes. Yeah, don't spoil yeah. it too much. Yes, don't spoil it too much because, like, I, I read a, I read a short article about him like years ago, and I yeah, remembered him. But then I started researching it. And I was like. Oh fuck! There's there's a lot of good information in this guy. So 
He gets his own episode. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, no, that guy's a fucking maybe. legend, dude. Yeah. A fucking oh, legend. Yeah, fucking yeah. Okay, so yeah, so we can spoil like, yeah, there was an actual fucking African samurai. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking Tom Cruise, you ain't got shit. <laughs> you can suck a dick. <laughs> Unless you're a listener and uh, we do have a Patreon, Tom. So uh, feel free to support us and uh, we'd love to be in one of your movies as an extra. <laughs> Tom yeah. gets okay, good so, blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fucking story number, that's story number one. Let's move on to story number two. This guy actually also came out up as another folk hero. So that last guy was cool. So he was like kind of, you know, the rat boy ninja, right? Uh-huh. Like, what if we combine him? So what if we had a, like a ninja samurai? Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. At Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're gonna get your fit on, you gotta get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing ghost town pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost town pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not ghost town pomade. This stuff is a man's pomade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right, for the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy, to France, to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously, got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right, Got Fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. 
Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Goemon Ishikawa. Was born on August 24th, 1558, to, uh, and died in 1594, and is a legendary Japanese outlaw hero who stole gold and other valuables to give to the poor. Oh, it's another real Robin Hood. No, this is like, dude, dude, this is a guy, this is a ninja samurai Robin Hood. It's, and it's fucking awesome. Okay. I, I just, when I was researching the previous guy, like before him, Nizumi Kozo, this came up and I was like, oh, fuck, I, 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 I want this one. Okay. There is very little historical information on Goemon's life. And as he became a folk hero, his background and origins have been widely speculated upon. Okay, we talked about the same, same with Miyamoto Musashi. So he's just he's such a fucking legend. We don't know what's actually true. But in his... Uh, you're breaking up. Biography. Uh, okay. Five seconds back. Five. Give me five. I got five on it. Right. In his first appearance in, histor- in the historical annals... In sixteen forty, in the sixteen forty-two biography of Hideyoshi, Goemon was referred to as a simple thief. As his legend became popular, various anti-authoritarian exploits were attributed to him, including a supposed uh, assassination attempt against the Oda clan warlord uh, Nobunaga Odo. Oh shit! Okay, actually, this guy's fucking crazy. Like uh, Nobunaga Oda is like a huge fucking deal in Japanese history and played a pivotal role, like very much changing Japan. He should probably, for historical figures, he should probably get his own uh, fucking episode, but we'll go back to that later. Okay, uh, there are many versions of Goemon's background and accounts of his life. According to one of them, he was born as Sanada Kuronoshin in 1558 to a samurai family in service of a powerful Miyam. Miyoshi clan in Iga Prefecture. However, in 1573, when his father, possibly Akashi Ishikawa, was killed by the men of uh, the Ashikaga Shogunate, in some version his mother was also killed as well, the 15-year-old Sanada swore revenge and began training in the arts of Iga Ninjutsu under Momochi Sandayu, or Momochi Tamba. He was, however, forced to flee when his master discovered... <laughs> this is where it starts to get good. He was, however, forced to flee... <laughs> he was, however, forced to flee when his master discovered Sonata's romance with one of his mistresses. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's how you really piss off the boss. <laughs> he was forced to flee, but not before stealing his master's prized sword. That means his wiener. <laughs> uh, this, this is good okay I, I i researched a couple other ones this and like so, so, some of the some of the other stories are even more bonkers like some of the other stories are like uh, that he, he didn't just sleep with his mistress that like, he fucked his wife and knocked her up and when he yeah. found out the baby wasn't when the, when the kid was born he, 
he found out it, and he saw that it wasn't his. In a jealous rage, he killed both like the newborn child and the wife, oh. and then just and just for shits and giggles, threw another one of his mistresses down a fucking well to die. Oh it's shit! Just, that, that's that's one. That's another version of the story. It's just like it's nuts. Dude, that's crazy. Why was that such a thing for Samurais to throw women down wells? I mean, throughout I don't Jap- know, man. Yeah, because like yeah. Throughout yeah, Japanese yeah, history, that's like a thing, you know, like where samurais throw a girl down a well. Like, for, I mean, for the longest time, that was like the number one way to like get rid of a wife, a girlfriend, a mistress, just some bitch she didn't like and shit. I mean, samurais threw girls on the wells left, right, and center back in the day, man. I mean, dude, if you find a fucking abandoned well in the middle of nowhere in Japan, you know there's got to be at least like 40, 50 bodies in there or skeletons. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's crazy, man. Isn't 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 that like fucking what happened from like was Sada Sadako like that fucking crazy bitch from the ring? She got thrown down a well and died. Yep, yep, yep. It's like, part of history, it's, man. Like, it's fucking yeah. That, that's uh, that's fresh in my mind because uh, was it Ray and Paul did like the faded films? Like they did that like a couple episodes ago. Oh, that was a good one. Yo, the yeah, thing is though, why would you fucking throw a body down a well? Because the whole purpose of a well is to get fresh water. Right. So if you take you take some dirty bitch or whatever and you throw it on a well and stuff, you know, that water is going to be tainted for at least like, I don't know. What do you think? Like what? At least one year, two years, three years and shit, because with the human body, when it starts like decomposing and shit, it becomes completely like toxic, you know, and you got Dude. maggots and flies and all sorts of shit. Just just pretend this like, this shit is the news, because like. There's no point in speculating why people do some of this wacky shit. So pretend it's the news. Like, what do these stupid fucking criminals do stupid things? I don't fucking know. Why do these fucking assholes from history do stupid shit? I don't fucking know, dude. There's no rhyme or reason. Wait, another thing. How come when his wife gave birth and he pulled on the baby and he looked at the baby, he's like, not mine. (laughs) You know, I mean, at that age, like when a baby comes out of a woman, not to be racist or anything, but... Most babies kind of look similar, you know? They're all just kind of like a bag of, like, kind of jello, and they're crying and shit. Their eyes are their, their eyes are closed. I mean, don't they all kind of look similar, all babies? I don't know. I've never had a kid. Um, How do you know? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I don't know, That's because it's the fucking story. Like, nobody's saying this is true, but that's just how the story goes. And I'll, I'll be honest, when, when my kid was born, like, Dude, like if you because like obviously my kid would have would have been like, well, he, w- he was one of two half children that was in that fucking wing. There's like maybe 20, 20 babies lined up. And like if I would have taken you to the maternity lord when they were more were they were, when they were all fucking lined up, you wouldn't be able to tell my, my kid apart from any of the other kids in there, except for the one fucking like, you know, other half baby that had fucking blonde hair, which was not mine. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's my point. All babies kind of look similar and stuff, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. I agree. I know. I get. Not racist. It's just an observation. Okay. Don't don't write us any more hate mail. I hate that shit. (laughs) What you said was racist, man. (laughs) Hey, that was a little off color. Hey, this is God Fade in Japan. Shut the fuck up. I'm I'm gonna go go on a limb and say all babies look like fucking monkeys when they're born. They they kind of fucking do. This is not a racial thing. I'm talking. That was kind of racist. No, this this is not a racial thing. I'm talking all of them, like all the fucking races. It's just a matter of like what fucking color the parents. Oh, we're getting buried tonight. Fucking kids look like fucking monkeys when they're born. Oh God, dude. Oh jeez. Oh. You said you wanted a new T-shirt. We can't have that like as our new slogan on our T-shirt. Got fit in Japan. All babies look like monkeys. <laughs> Don't. Uh, <laughs> fucking go. 
Okay. Uh, please read on before we get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Corona. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Where, where did I leave off? <clears throat> okay. Some other sources state that his name was Gorokizu and say he came from the Kawachi Prefecture and was not a Nuki Nin, runaway ninja, at all. <clears throat> he then moved to the neighboring Kansai region where he formed and led a band of thieves and bandits as Ishikawa Goima, sorry, Goiman Ishikawa, robbing the rich feudal lords, merchants, and clerics, and sharing the loot with oppressed, the oppressed peasants. According to another version, which is also attributed to a, a failed poisoning attempt of to Goiman, he was forced to become a robber when ninja networks broken up. Yeah, okay, uh, sorry, I know we're not going to talk about like a Nobunaga as much, but uh, some con contextual background during this period, Japan was really fucked at this time because, like, um, it wasn't a unified nation at all. There was, like, these little daimyos and lords that had carved up, the, you know, their own little fiefdoms and kind of, like, that's how it is. And, like, they had alliances. They had this. Sometimes they fought. Sometimes they One day he just said, you know what would be really awesome? If Japan was one country, like all of it, and I was the fucking emperor, and that's what he did, and it caused a shitload of problems. This is probably why he became a folk hero at this time. So, like, there's all this war and famine and fucked up shit going on because all these fucking samurai fighting the peasants are like, I don't give a fuck. I just want my fucking food and my house to not burn down. This is probably what a big part of what launched him into being a folk hero. Wait, I got a question. At this point in time, was Japan isolated? Uh, No. Was not so Japan was open. Were the Christians here at that time? Probably the Dutch were trading in Kawasaki and Fukuoka, right? Yes, yes. <clears throat> uh, Japan was open to a limited. Uh, actually, yes. Uh, remember the Black Samurai we talked about earlier? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this this is this is the exact same time period because that Black Samurai we just talked about earlier. Were actually, the reason he became a because this guy just mentioned Nobunaga. Thought he was a badass and, and liked him. It was like, you should become one of my samurai. See, how come is that is not a fucking movie? I would love to... Fucking The Last Samurai? Boring. Dude, fucking Black Samurai? Based on a true fucking story? <laughs> Dude, I am in. I am so in. Fucking double the price of tickets at the movie theater? I'll pay. I don't give a fuck, man. That sounds like a fucking badass movie. Black Samurai. Dude, fucking hell yeah, dude. But the thing is, if they make a movie called Black Samurai, it's got to be fucking violent, vulgar, raw, real. It, you can't have it be like some kind of a fucking Marvel movie or something where everybody wins and everything's all happy and nobody gets hurt. Or no, dude. Fucking this has got to be the real shit, dude. This has got to be from like a, a Donald Goins novel or some shit, you know? Do you, do you want me to do the research for him like next week? Because yes. his story is really fucking awesome. Yes. It's just like yes. – there's there's a lot yes. of information. I just I just I want to make sure like I do yes. it like correct. Dude, so yeah, I, 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 I get weeks. into him like next month. Uh, sorry, next week. Uh, but he's really fucking cool. But anyway, but like Fuck, yeah, we'll dude, do that. I'm like so in. Yeah, it's his his story's fucking awesome. But, but uh, yeah, he he then moved to a neighboring Kansai region where he formed and led a band of thieves and bandits says Ishikawa Goen robbing from the rich feudal lords merchants carriages and blah 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 shared as well and another another version which we read this okay one, one of his feats supposedly he stole a golden tiger off the roof of Nagoya castle as well as their other golden ornaments 
Oh, dude, that's fucking hardcore, dude. I love this guy. His name is Goemon, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. And like, so he was like a he was a samurai ninja. Literally, it's fucking awesome. Hey, this is like when D D when you mix classes. But you know what that kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of the uh, the Monkey Punch character from Lupin Sansei, Lupin the Third, Goemon. Do you know Lupin the Third? Yes. He's got two um, characters, like two guys that he rolls with. He's got yeah. Goemon. He's got Jigen. Pause. That'll come up later, like in the aftermath in pop culture. Oh, I know exactly. Oh, I know, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, know, I know exactly what you're saying, and you're right. That'll come up in a bit. All right. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Keep on reading. Keep on reading. Continue. Don't, don't worry about it. It, it occurred. To, it occurred to me. Okay. But anyway. Uh, there, there's also like other like legends about him that say he tried to attempt like you know attempted uh, unsuccessfully attempted to assassinate some of the most powerful like people basically in all of Japan at the time. Hearsay, blah blah blah. But there are also several conflicting events uh, uh, accounts of Goemon's public execution by boiling by boiling in front of the main gate of the Buddhist temple of Manzenji Temple in Kyoto. Not including, but limited to the following ones. Okay, so here's how he was executed. Like he was eventually caught after robbing all these. He was eventually executed, and he sent like they sentenced him and his son to die together by bo- by boiling in a pot of water. What? Like a lobster? In front of a in front of a temple, yeah. In front of whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. Stop the press. Which fucking temple? I'm going there. Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states, and in each and every state, I painted in all major city names the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These are these these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're going to love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilt Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. Uh, Kyoto. Oh, it's got to be a Kyoto, of course. Nanzenji Temple in Kyoto. (laughs) Wait, is that the Golden Temple? No, going to the temple is uh, Kinkakuji. Ah, uh, Kinkakuji, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, all right, fuck it, hey, dude, fuck it. I want to go there, man. I want to go there and pay, like, mad respects, dude. I'll go there with a golden bottle of Balmore. Balmore whiskey. Uh, as, you, as, as you mentioned it, there's a, there's a statue of him there to commemorate it. Because, again, he's a fucking folk hero. Oh, my God, wait a second. So the place where he died, they've got a b- big fucking statue of him. Like, like, what's his, what's he doing the statue? Is he, like, like picking somebody's pocket like Oliver Twist? <laughs> that was that was, that was the last guy, Nizumi Kozo. There, there's, 
So like how do you say there's statues of him, but they're up on rooftops and he's, he's kind of got like ninja outfit by and he's just like kind of cruising by with like a chest of gold under his arms. That's dope. That's dope. That's like, okay, what's the statue of him doing? Well, you're gonna have to read the details of like what happened. And by the way, the rest of the stuff is like hearsay and, and, and possibly bullshit. This is quite possibly real because this is a fucking very public event. Goyma, okay, so here's some here's some details and theories about what happened. Goemon tried to assassinate Hideyoshi to avenge the death of his wife, Otaki, and the capture of his son, Gobe. He snuck into Fushimi Castle and entered Hideyoshi's room, but knocked a bell off the table. The noise awakened, awoke the guards, and Goemon was captured. He was sentenced to death by boiling alive in an iron cauldron, along with his very young son, but was able... Uh, okay but was able to save his son up above his head and his son was then forgiven. Whoa, man, this guy's got a heart of gold. Yeah. So, so, so they said you, you and your son are going to die. So they fucking boiled him death. And he was like, fuck you. And just held him up. <laughs> I love this guy. Goemon, you the man, you the motherfucking man, dude. That's the fucking shit right there, dude. The, the, these theories are all pretty interesting. I'll, I'll go on. Goemon wanted to kill Hideyoshi because he was a despot. When he entered Hideyoshi's room, he was detected by a mystical incense burner. He was executed on October 8th along with his whole family by being boiled alive. Another possible interpretation. I think this is probably it. So let's, let's read door number three. I think this is probably what actually happened. Goemon at first tried to save his son from the heat by holding him uh, high above his body but then suddenly plunged him deep into the water of the cauldron to kill him as quickly as possible. He then stood with the body of the boy held high in the air in defiance of his enemies until he finally succumbed to pain and injuries and sank into the pot. Jesus Christ, man. That's a fucking horrible way to go. God damn, that's a torture. They really wanted to snuff this guy on hardcore. Okay. I agree with you. This is a horrible way to die. But like, you know, if any one, if any one of these three are fucking true, this guy's a fucking badass. No, it's horrible, man, this guy like, is fucking, fucking bad badass. to the bone. God damn. Dude, what would you do if you were like assigned to death in this kind of a torture? Like, let's just say fucking you wound up in North Korea and fucking they're like, oh, uh, we're going to execute you because you tripped and fell in front of the statue of our primal leader who is not dead. He's just sleeping right now. Yeah, he's got a weird fucking mark on his wrist or some shit now. I hear from the tabloids. No, dude, he's fucking. I don't know. I have no idea, but you know, whatever. But what would you do, man? You know what depends. I would do? I don't. I don't know. It depends. Is baby Dan with me? Because this is the whole fucking point of his execution. Well, no, they're executing for uh, all that fucking stealing and shit, dude. I would just bite off my tongue. And then, like, die of, like, just, like, uh, I would just drink my blood until fucking I just died of just, like, bleeding out and shit. Because doing that would be way, way better than fucking uh, being boiled alive. I mean, seriously, that's got to be the worst way to go. Actually, that would be pretty badass. If you, you know, to add a little cherry on the top, if you just fucking bit your own tongue off and just spat it at him, that'd be a pretty fucking hardcore way to go. Like, fuck you. Well, then, well, no, I mean, well, maybe your last breath, you know, then you spit it out of them. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely where to go. But yeah, I mean, fucking boiling to death. Holy shit, dude, that fucking sucks, man. That's from like the movie Saw or something, man. It's like one of those kind of tortures. That is fucking bad. Oh, and fucking, cool. what if they tell you, they're like, listen, 
you are going to boil to death and we're going to keep you alive for 24 hours. Dude, that 24 hours that you're alive is not a fun 24 hours, dude, because you're just sitting there thinking like, oh my God, this is going to hurt. Holy shit, this is really going to suck. Man, this is going to suck. Oh shit, you can't concentrate on anything except for your death, man. That that really fucking sucks. No, 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 I agree with you, man. You think his last thoughts were like, oh, I hope I get a statue in the future. (laughs) (laughs) I better get a statue for this kind of a death. His last letter might actually uh, shed some light on what was going through his head before he was executed. Even the the date of his death is is uncertain. As some records say, this this took place in summer while others others dated at uh, October 8th. That is obviously in the middle of Japanese autumn. Before he died, Goemon wrote a famous poem, a farewell poem, saying that no matter what, there will always be thieves. A tombstone dedicated to him is located in uh, Dai Unin Temple in Kyoto. A large iron kettle-shaped bathtub is now called a Goemon Budo, or a Goemon Bath. That's fucking typical typical Japanese-like humor. It's like, oh, this guy boiled to death with his son. Let's name a bathtub after him. <laughs> In his honor. Okay. Goemon Ishikawa is the subject of many classic kabuki plays. The only one still in performance today is Kinmon Gosan no Kiri, The Golden Gate and the Paoluinian Twist. Five-act play written by, okay, blah, blah, blah. So there's a kabuki bottom. That's not, not, not fucking interesting. Unless you know about kabuki. You know? so, okay, blah, blah, blah. okay, here we go. In popular culture, there are generally two ways in which Goemon has been most often portrayed in modern pop- popular culture, either as a young slender ninja or a powerfully built hulking Japanese bandit. He has been portrayed in literature, film, manga, anime, video games, and another media. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Wait, video games. At the end of the video game, if you're Goemon, do you die in a big pot? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my god, uh, th- that's kind of typical. Yeah, I mean, Japanese there's, humor. The, there's a fucking lot of them, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip through it. Blah blah blah. But Lupin Sansei uh, but, by Monkey Punch. Yeah. Um, god rest yeah, his soul. That pre, guy was fucking pre, awesome. Pre World War II era films. Blah blah blah. Titular character in some Konami games and a TV series, Samurai Warriors, Warriors Orochi. King of Thieves, who wields a giant mace and back-mounted armor cannon. Actually, this is pretty cool. Uh, Goemon appears in the video game series Samurai Warriors and Samurai Orochi, where he is a self-proclaimed king of thieves, wielding a giant mace and back-mounted cannon, as well as in other video games Blood Warrior, Kessen 3, Ninja Masters and is depicted as a giant bandit hero also carrying a cannon and seeking to plunder Nobunaga's castle. That's fucking dope. Fucking dope, dude. I love it. <clears throat> Goemon was a ring name of a famous wrestler, sorry, Koji Nakagawa, in Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Goemon is the persona of Yusuke Kitagawa in the video game Persona 5, and method of blah, 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 poison, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Oh, shit. Where's the fucking... Where's the fucking note? There's no note about the fucking Lupin Sansei, because that came up in my research as well. But, yeah, uh, one of his fucking, like, Lupin Sansei is, like, kind of like James Bond-esque thief. Yep, and, like, that's right. One of, one of his uh, guys that's with him is uh, Goemon, 
who I, I think is an he's a very austere, like awesome samurai character, and I think he's criminally unused in most of the movies. I agree, I agree. But the thing is, he does have like one strength. So I've seen all the Lupin Sansei comics, or I've seen well, I've read. Well, I don't want to say all because there's so many, but I've seen quite a few of the movies, probably almost all the movies, and uh, I've read a lot of the comics. And the thing about Goemon is he's got the katana, he's got the sword, and the sword is so powerful it can cut through anything. So if Lupin, he's in a pinch and shit, and he's got this maybe lock or something that he can't, like, pick, fucking Goemon fucking moves Lupin out of the way, pulls on his fucking katana, and then whoosh, And whatever he fucking hits breaks in two. Boom! This guy's bad ass. Seriously, man, you can't fuck with Goemon, dude. Jigen's cool, too. Actually, Lupin Sansei faders. Lupin, L-U-P-I-N, the third. Lupin the third, like the third, like, um, I don't know, like Bob the third, Tom the third, whatever. So Lupin the third is like a fucking fantastic person to research. I mean... He's a comic book. He's got movies. He's got his manga, whatever, and stuff. I'm kind of faded right now, so uh, the words aren't coming out the way I want them to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway yeah, Lupin the Third is fucking great. Research him. He's fucking awesome. And Goemon in the books and in the movies, the films, is also equally as cool. But, you know, fucking Jigen, the guy, he's kind of like a gangster. He's got a six, he's got a sidewinder, a six shooter. Yeah, he's fucking cool, too. Everything about that comic the is good. Fucking cruise. The whole fucking crew is very cool. Cool. Yeah, and Fujiko's got Fuji- big Fuji- ass titties. Fujiko's love interest is kind of a bitch, but she's also kind of cool too. So you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it on Netflix. Yeah, but yeah, but, but and yeah, but yeah, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> so basically, yeah, that's it. Like, that's done. That's awesome, Tom. Bravo, Tom. <laughs> Dude, everybody fucking loves these fucking stories, man. You do a good job on these, man. Fucking thank you so much for doing all the research and looking all this shit up. So we fucking, we got Goemon and we got Rap Boy. It's pretty fucking dope, man. That's a, that's a, a good, a good group of fucking thieves, man. Dudes with sticky fingers and golden hearts. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so what's next on the table? I believe, Johnny, next time we're just going to do a regular episode and the news. Yeah, Wednesday we're going to do the news, and then Friday, uh, what should we do? Should we do a special episode? You got something You got something uh, in, in your mind? I'll, I'll, I'll have the last installment of the fucking true crime series. Ooh. I, I uh, swear to God. Dude, like, oh, no, around no. the planet right now, nipples got hard. <laughs> we're we're okay, not just I, pointing at you, our Swedish fans. <laughs> I swear, I swear I, say, I saved the fucking craziest and most disturbing for fucking last. You said that last time. Yeah, yeah, I did. But uh, yeah, when that that, and then uh, next Monday we we can if if I have time to research, we can have Japan's one and only black samurai. Take your time with that, man. I want a fucking yeah. great job done. Black samurai deserves a fucking great episode, man. If you need fucking two weeks, take two weeks, man. Oh, yeah, man. So mm, that's sweet. about it for me. Pretty sweet, dude. Mom, I'm fucking happy, man. When you're talking about like folk, like when you said the folk episode, I thought you meant like fucking folk music. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. But um, actually, no, fucking these folk heroes, dude, fucking two fucking Batmans. No, two. What were they? Robin Hoods? They're more than Robin Hood because Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood was cool, I guess. But, you know, these guys are so much cooler than Robin Hood. I mean, these guys kind of put Robin Hood to shame, right? I mean, these guys are like, all right, so let's see. We've got Oliver Twist. We've got Robin Hood. We've got Al Capone. They're like Oliver Capone. 
Yeah. They're more like Oliver Capone. Yeah. Fuck you, Robin Hood. You ain't got shit in Oliver Capone. Because these guys were both a little gangster, right? One kind of started a revolution a little bit, and the other one, he had the fucking, he had this fucking group of hookers and shit. I mean, I mean, it's fucking pimp, dude. No, no, no. The other one was like a fucking rat pimp, man. He had like three wives and said, you know what? That's not enough. I want more. I want some more pussy. Oh man, yeah. Don't fuck with the rat, man. Splinter, splinter. God damn it, man. God, man. Fucking whiskey is fucking great. Mm, 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 mm. I'm stripping this shit too, man. Mm, 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 yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, I think that that's all for me. So I think uh, I think I got to work tomorrow. So man, Johnny, thanks, buddy. Check you later. Uh, yeah. Well, faders, thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Faded Japan. Tom, thank you for doing all this extra hard work. I mean, I we we all know that you've got nothing to do except for think at your job, which is a great thing. It works in our favor, and we want to say thank you to you and your employer who gives you this great opportunity to work on the show uh, during working hours. And um, yeah, faders. You know this. We got a Patreon page. If you sign up, it costs you five bucks, and it really helps us out. Tom, he's a security guard, <laughs> but it's better than me because I ain't got no job really. Um, so uh, if you can sign up, that's fantastic. But hey, we all understand times are hard. So if you can't sign up, don't worry about it. It's all good. But at least give us give us something. Give us a five star review on iTunes. It takes you two seconds to go on iTunes. Push in five stars and then write something groovy. It's free. It's completely free. And yeah, we don't like Apple. Like most of our problems with our show are due to Apple. Like fucking the volume, the fucking, well, not the microphone, the microphone. That is the Mac user. Yeah, I know. No, but my Mac is old as fuck, dude. And I upload or I upgraded the operating system and then fucked up all my programs. Never, ever, ever upgrade your fucking operating system because once you do that, everything fucking like a fucking uh, a, a card castle it just all collapses and shit, man. Oh man, it's terrible. So yeah, we've been having problems with that. But you know what? Fucking we're recording right now, and I think it's sounding pretty decent. So I mean, oh, let me just check. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if like? No, it would not be funny, Johnny. No, it would not be funny. So at yeah, Peters. Yeah. So thanks for thanks for tuning in, listening, and also, and we do have Patreon, of course. But if you can't, you know, afford to swing the Patreon, don't worry about it. We still got you covered. We have free content on Facebook and Instagram. Wow, check that out. We are That's posting true. two or three times a day, every day, and we'll do so for probably a fucking while, to be honest. Yeah, or, things are going down. Well, they see 90% of all the beds and hospitals are full and all the hotels that are full of six people are full. But then again, I hear that from one news source and then from another news source they're saying that that news source is bullshit. So fucking who knows what's actually happening in the world. I don't know, man. It's a world of fake news. But all I do know is you got to stay home, listen to some podcasts and drink some booze and get your fade on, man. So uh, that's kind of like what we're doing. Anyway, fucking, uh, yeah, it's time to call this a fucking show. <laughs> Faders, we'll catch you up on Wednesday. All right, peace. Bye-bye. Yo, what's up, Faders? Don't leave just yet. We've got a new track from our boys in Los Angeles, Love Ghost. And the name of this track is I'll Be Fine. Go down to the show notes and find these guys. They're performing left, right, and center all over the place. And if you can go to the show, go to the show. I booked them once in Tokyo at my venue, Shibuya Nob, and they blew the roof off the fucking venue. These guys fucking rocked. Check these guys out. Support these guys. And do your soul a favor. Download everything.
All right, without further ado, I'll be fine. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.